This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I obviously went full full into Robocop, had the what's had all the games, had all the you know There was a great Game Boy game of Robocop. There was a great Game Boy game, yeah. had the Amiga, had the Spectrum games, wow. had the, yeah. Just, you were a fanboy. Well it was great, you walked around shooting people. <laughs> well if you're not if nine year old if yeah. a nine year old saw this, they'd be all exactly. over it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy and I'm here with my husband Dave. Hi, that's me. And you're listening to Flix Watcher, the podcast where we review movies on Netflix. And today we are hosting a very special episode because it is the 100th celebration of Flix Watcher. And we've got Kobe and Helen here. Hello. Hello. You're welcome right. back. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome yeah. back. Thanks for coming back. Today we are doing Kobe's selection. Yeah. Which is, do you want a drum roll reveal it? That's why I never made a drummer because I was a horrific drum roll. <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> I tried once. Every time I see a drum kit, I try. Um, my choice is Robocop. Excellent. Yes. Um, all right, yes. well, we'll be... Helen's looking quite stern. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's not happy. Maybe, maybe not, yes. So have you been waiting 100 episodes to see Robocop? Um, I think I've been, wa- been waiting all my life since I was like eight again <laughs> to watch Robocop again. <laughs> so why did you pick it? I picked Robocop because, you know, when you're a kid and there's a film that you just hear about and you just really, really want to watch it. And for me, that was Robo- Robocop because it's, it came out in 1987 and I think I saw it when I was like nine, which is when you shouldn't watch this nope. film. <laughs> but how could you not want to watch this when you're nine years old? Because it's a robot cop shooting people <laughs> and you're in the 80s. And this was just like, for me, I was like a kid. I was like pulling my mum's trousers and skirt and like trying to say, can we go, can we, can we rent Robocop? Can we rent Robocop? Can we rent Robocop? And they're like, no, <laughs> insane. But one day then they relented. <laughs> and literally, I was like, here's, here's a film, go and watch it. And it was like the best day of my life. Aww. Um And I, I should not have watched it at nine years old. But it's, <laughs> it's great. And it's great to see it on, on Netflix again. I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen it again since. I must have seen it at least once since. But it's good to see it on, on, um, on Netflix. And when we do the show with Flix Watcher, it's, we don't actually get that many people who pick films from their childhood or something that they've seen that haven't revisited for a while. So I really wanted to pick something I hadn't seen for a long time to see how it how it compared to modern eyes. <laughs> so it'll be quite interested to see how this goes in the scoring system here. Right, so Kobe, what is your synopsis of this movie? No pressure, but you've waited 100 episodes to do this. Wait, we've got to say there will be spoilers. We're so bad at hosting <laughs> this show. <laughs> spoilers for Robocop. Robocop. It's okay, we're set in Detroit in the near future, which I guess because it's a set in 987, could it be set now-ish? 
Possibly. In real time? They don't give a date, yeah, they're do not they? Saying, they're they're they? very ambiguous about that. So we'll assume this is what's happening right now in Detroit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they predicted this. Um, there's an evil corporation, OCP, who want to take over the management of enforcement in Detroit, and they've set up the system, uh, enforcement, droid Ed two, Ed, enforcement Droid 209, Ed 209, to protect and serve the community in Detroit. Although that doesn't work because then Ed 209 malfunctions and kills someone in the boardroom. <laughs> Um, and then a wily executive of OCP says, hey, I've got a better idea. We're going to wait until a cop dies and then we're going to implant a cop into a robot and make RoboCop. Um, and that's what he does. Wait till Actual a cop dialogue. dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then a cop dies. Um, Murphy. Murphy dies in quite an horrific shootout. Yes. And they get implanted into into uh, into a robot and becomes RoboCop. And RoboCop saves the day many times over and that's the story of his life <laughs> <laughs> you and make it sound a bit more story. joyous than it actually is it's very joyous it's not joyous i can't wait to hear helen's reviews <laughs> <laughs> kobe let's start with you though this, is, yeah. this was your pick uh you've kind of covered why you picked it yeah um does it hold up then if if you know to nine-year-old if nine would if you if you were t- looking at nine-year-old kobe now get nine-year-old kobe in a time machine yeah what, what would, would you say to him? What would you say to him? Say to him that, say, that movie that you loved is stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so initially when I saw this and thought, I need to pick a film, I saw Robocop and thought, I think I'm going to pick Robocop. And then I thought, like for a beat later, I thought, I better look shit now. And, um, but then I, I kind of wrangled my way into it and thought, no, that's what we need to do. I need to see if it still looks shit. And surprisingly, I think it really does hold up in all the kind of manners. Um, Special effects don't, aids that well Ed 209 is the biggest kind of special effects it's, it's uh, stop motion so it doesn't actually look that bad if it was like really bad CGI I think it would have looked a lot worse than what it does do um, the story still matters um, the gore and stuff is still kind of like it still surprises me that my parents actually let me watch this <laughs> they there's didn't some, know there's some horrific it's scenes horrific yeah it's very but, violent right from the start um, so I, I generally do think it holds up and I think that's what's testament to making a film properly if you look at like Jurassic Park or even like old Ray Harryhausen stuff, if you make a film properly, then it will hold up years down the line compared to when, I'm sure they don't think this when they're doing this, but some films just come out almost like a, on, a, on a mill and you just think that's not, that doesn't even look good now or doesn't make any sense now. So I think it does hold up in many, in many kind of different facets of it. Yeah, and I mean, well, to that point, I think computer graphics improve at such a rate mm. that things date very fast. Whereas something like the stop motion of Ed 209 and the makeup effects in this movie are yeah. just incredible. So Rob, yeah. Rob Button. Rob Button, there you go. Um, I assumed Stan Winston, actually, when, but then I Googled it and his name was nowhere, which is actually quite surprising. But it fe- almost feels like Stan Winston's fingerprints are, are over this because of, I guess, his influence on the industry of, of special special effects. Was he, um, was he a, are these body horror people, are they? Yeah, he did... Uh, American Werewolf, didn't he? Oh, right. Rob, oh, yeah. Rob that Button. was still so one of he's, the best. Oh, That's the, the pinnacle of yeah. werewolf transformation. I mean, he, he was the kind of the ultimate in body horror, horror in, in the 80s. So, yeah, to have him work on your film yeah. is, you know, pretty amazing. Because the, the one, the bit that stands out to me the most is when um, Murphy takes off the helmet and the, the sort of seamless... Uh, way his skin connects with the helmet sure. and the back of his head looks like there's nothing there. Yeah. And there's no effects there. That's just like um, Peter... Um, Peter Weir. Peter Weir in... No, what's oh, his name? Weller. Weller. Yeah, Peter sorry. Weller in a, in a suit but with just brilliant makeup effects around him. Like it's 
top top notch work. Um, but I've totally derailed. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, I just, I did really enjoy watching again. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed watching again um, after, I'm sure it's at least 20 years since I lost Watch Robocop. So I was... I'm You're satisfied. Quite made up, quite made up. Yeah. yeah. Helen. Your first time watching, I'm so isn't happy. it? Yeah, is so, it your first time? So wow. yeah, this is my first time watching Robocop, which is, it's kind of bizarre because... Um, I've seen quite a lot of Paul Verhoeven's films anyway and... You're a child of the 80s too? Yeah, and also um, I've seen Total Recall quite a lot and those two came out a very similar time and the, the two sort of memories I have from Robocop and Terminator 2 is that my dad used to get Fangoria magazine which would feature all of the special effects and these covers used to come through the door and land on the letterbox. And the one was the one that I remember was um, the Total Recall with the eyes popping out, and and also from RoboCop is um, towards the end of the film when uh, Paul McCrane is covered in the toxic goop, yeah. and he's like his face is melted off, and so I knew that that scene was happening at some point in RoboCop, but I didn't know when it was or what point in the story, but. That was what I knew from it. And somehow I just never watched it, which is really weird that I hadn't because it would totally have been a film that I would have enjoyed and, and got a lot out of. Um, so I quite enjoyed watching it. Okay. It, it, is, it is a little bit daft in some bits, but I mean, the themes are still the same. And yeah, like you said, because it's... Me watching it now was a lot like watching the, the Harryhausen stock animations that we watched when we were kids yeah. which were obviously made a bit earlier so it's that kind of feeling so I, I think it's aged reasonably well um, yeah um, thanks for picking it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a good choice because I mean I love sci-fi and I love 80s sci-fi and I love like Total Recall and Terminator so for me I really enjoy Robocop um, and I had actually quite recently watched the remake the Joel Kinnaman one which I to my shame, also enjoyed. Um, so I'm just a candidate for this movie, and it's not necessarily to your shame. It's never. Yeah, yeah. you know it, and it, you not, know, like you saying, but some of the themes still being really relevant around like big corporations and like you know, the the humanity stuff when you know he's trying to figure out who he is, and there's a loads of interesting themes in this movie. Like it's a good sci-fi. It's clever sci-fi. Um, obviously, it's very violent. I wouldn't show it to nine year old, <laughs> ten year old. Fine. It's really violent. Yeah, it's really gory. How old um, are and you movies got- aren't that gory anymore. Like these sorts of movies, because they're just they're trying to target family audiences. You know. Um, well, the remake was PG thirteen, right? Yeah, the remake right. was not been, as been gory. 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly, I'm a big fan of it. So I was really happy to rewatch. What do you think? What are you, how old are you, Dave? When you first saw it. I when I first saw it, yeah. Oh, uh, teenager. Yeah, okay. so, so I, more reasonable kind of age. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I yeah, wasn't. I can't believe your parents let you watch it. <laughs> yeah, but nine's like, very. I can't young. believe saying that I watched films equally like this when I was that age. Anyway, yeah, it was just it, happened, didn't it? You know, if you could have VHS, it was kind of fine. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of like because we I used to babysit my brothers over the summer, and they one of the big reasons I love movies so much is that we just used to go to. Well, it wasn't as it wasn't blockbuster then. It was like local video store, and we used to get like loads of films out, and then that was what we used to watch every day, and it's mm-hmm. like the best. You were uh, like a really fun babysitter. Yeah, we love that brilliant. movies all day. Um, and then I think she just relented one day as, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as <laughs> you wore her yeah, down. Just wore her down. Fine. Like, that. Well, like as a kid, and, I used to read books I shouldn't have been reading, you know. But like parents don't necessarily know what um, it is yeah. you're reading or watching. The things I would watch these with with my well, at least oh, with my dad. Watch these with my dad. <laughs> I mean, I definitely remember that 
having that same experience of being in the video store and that sort of like the attraction of the top shelf. <laughs> and and back then, like you didn't know what these movies no. were. All you had was a title and a cover art. Well, it's like it's like Robocop. It's like that. I, I know what that is. I yeah. need that. And then Terminator. Fine. Can I have, can I watch that, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's funny what you described with Robocop. I had yeah. with Terminator Two, yeah. which was with the early nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in primary school, there was like everyone was obsessed with Terminator Two and quoting it, and I was just dying to watch it, and I wasn't allowed. And I remember just like kind of pretending I'd watched it in school <laughs> because I wanted to be in on what everyone was saying. But Ro- I mean, oh to me as a kid, Robocop and, and Terminator were interchangeable. Like visually, you know, seeing the posters, yeah. you know, they look the same. Well, there was actually a, it was either a comic book or a video game where they actually featured together. That sounds awesome. Uh, Robocop and Terminator. No, it wasn't awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That was another thing. I obviously went full full into Robocop, had, the, what's, had all the games, had all the, you know, there was a great Game Boy game of Robocop. There was a great Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah. I had the Amiga, had the Spectrum games. Wow. Had the, yeah, just you were a fanboy. Well, it's great. You walked around shooting people. <laughs> well, if, you're not, if, nine year old, if yeah. a nine-year-old saw this, they'd be yeah, all exactly. over it. <laughs> and to be honest, it's not perhaps that much different from the A-team when you're walking around shooting people. Though There's not there's not, people, there's not arms coming off. You're not shooting them in the dick. <laughs> 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 Which is literally what happens in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I loved watching this again. I watched it last night. I had such a blast. I was by myself, got a few beers. <laughs> it's exactly, that's exactly the kind of movie that I love. I love just schlocky, stupid, um, effects-driven stuff. The, the writing's kind of bad. It doesn't really hold up. I thought the dialogue wasn't great. Um, it can come- <laughs> It's You're like, really selling it. No, 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 of, but like, but that's that's part of the charm. I thought it's kind know? of the best where he's he's at every single crime like within five seconds and like stopping everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Are you are you Superman, Robocop, or what's going on? <laughs> it feels Murphy. like it's very much like the the crime stuff is very much Ronald Reagan's eighties yeah. America. Where it's very demolition like, man drugs. as well. It's, there's a lot yeah. of movies around that time that this evokes. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas every and like the Warriors and all this sort of gang panic. Like mm. there was a real headline grabbing stuff like gangs. Gangs are gonna murder your children. And so it's like classic sort of like crimes are ridden with like just like punks <laughs> yeah. on street corners with like, mohawks being like, who like these, who's it what is this gang <laughs> yeah this, this gang this gang is stupid but <laughs> i love that right so i just mentioned demolition man but what was the other sylvester Stallone movie was it uh cobra cobra yeah. with all the gangs in the 80s stuff yeah crime is that. a disease yeah. he's the cure yeah but like i love like in the 80s movies like punks were like the villains but like yeah. they're so unscary now when you look at them they look like they're like but in that, costumes that, that's what I mean these, these, these movies were, were being yeah, yeah. cyberpunks cyberpunks yeah. are cool um, these movies were being pumped out by a very conservative sort of America in the 80s and that was seen as scary and but this is like this is what like, this guys this is how it can be let's, yeah we can make yeah, let's stop cops drugs. into robots yeah <laughs> no it's like if we don't, if we don't stop drugs, if we don't stop gangs, this is what will happen. This is what you get to your children. They're gonna have get, to make a Robocop just to stop the yeah, drugs. Exactly. They'll get covered in acid. I love like, <laughs> We need to wait for a cop to die. Yeah. Then we'll just put this in his body. It's completely fine, and everyone's on board with it. And they take what? his other arm. He had a good arm. Yeah. And they oh, wanted to take yeah. the That's other. Quite harrowing. I still, yeah. re- I still remember that watching the first time. Thinking they didn't need to take his arm. Yeah. <laughs> take it off. Just, the science makes no sense. Can we all say that now? I. Uh, they well, feed him don't baby get... food to keep him alive. <laughs> you don't really get a lot of science. They no, don't really it's just like, it's not, what they did is impossible. Like they well, why not? No, you just have to. But you just have to buy it. They, but they don't even spend time explaining it. No, they're, they're, they're just, just like, like 
They're just like, yeah, he's got a, <laughs> he's got a Pfizer on. And Let's take his face, <laughs> and yeah. I don't I don't know how much of his brain they use. Well, yeah, because he was. He was dead. He was dead. Yeah, yeah. He was actually dead. Like there was, there's nothing in there. No, but he has. But obviously, he has these memories that come back. Yeah. About where, where his kids lived and who shot him and stuff like that. So there's yeah. still that kind of theme of like memories, memories and stuff. So, so he has the brain, erase. so that at least they can trigger stuff and I think to make his arms move. I mean, it's a bit of a zombie movie, really, isn't it? There was it's, actually yeah. Was, so it's like I guess it's like if a zombie suddenly like became self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Worked. And was and was a robot and a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie robot robot that's exactly oh, let's someone, write that down write I bet that someone's down. already made that <laughs> um, I, sorry go ahead <laughs> I was going to say um, I like how um, he defeats Ed 209 in the, in the first instance with the stairs yeah, yeah. that's is, his only weakness yeah. he's going up and down stairs such a brilliant design flaw like it's how like are they planning on getting garlics. him out of the building yeah, exactly. in the lift yeah, imagine getting the lift with Ed 209 uh, so, put down your weapon I'm just going down one floor <laughs> <laughs> when, when he shoots the guy in the boardroom oh it's my horrifying God. I was I mean actually who was I kidding it's Paul Verhoeven film it, of course it was going to be absolutely gory and relenting gory or sexy yeah no in between <laughs> I wish it had been both sometimes you get both well yeah. you do in, in Starship Starship Troopers, Troopers yeah. yeah so you get both in that but um, <laughs> yeah I mean that is pretty uh, the thing full is, on uh, when I was nine that was like the best thing ever I don't <laughs> But the thing that shocked me the most when I was down was the the um, toxic waste guy and then getting yeah. hit by the oh, yeah. car. I was like, okay, maybe this is a bit too far, mum. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah. this is an 18, mum. You should, <laughs> I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. I need to be twice my age. I love how much your mum's been called out in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> she was a terrible mother. <laughs> I think, though, this movie really holds up. I, I'm, I'm with you, Kobe. I think, like, a... Um, it's really entertaining. And this is what I like about Paul Verhoeven movies in that they kind of work on two levels. They're, it's great satire. It's really good satire. Um, but it's also is just a schlocky, <laughs> schlocky, silly, fun movie. And he manages to, you know, it's not, doesn't feel like, often satire can feel like it's slightly above the thing that it, uh, that it or it's just like mimicking it or taking the piss sure. out of it to make a point whereas this is Paul Verne's very happy to live in the sexy schlocky world while also sexy trying schlocky. to say something about <laughs> about like uh, about society and yeah. but actually you, you you said at the very beginning about the date you know this this is today's America this is this is bloody feels like we're going towards it's it's about privatization of public services yeah gentrification gentrification the, the yeah AI in in Everyday Everything. life. Yeah. I think this feels surprisingly like prescient for today. It's 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 basically um it, it's like it's uh it's like the privatization of uh Southwestern Rail and uh, the railways <laughs> in, in London. You see you see what happens. The services get really bad, robo trains <laughs> shouldn't happen. I I don't I don't know, just looking at this looking at the pictures now, it just makes me laugh and Smile at, at this. I just, I'm trying to think back to when I was nine years old, watching I mean, it, putting putting the tape into the into the machine and pressing it down, and chunking down the play button. It's such an iconic design, isn't mm. it? Like, can we talk about his actual like the design of RoboCop? I, I think mean, it's look, looks I brilliant. I can't. I mean, watching it for the first time now. I mean, there are clearly areas that if the bullet went in, he would not be. Yeah, like the whole lower protected? part of his face. Yeah, like yeah. why leave the bottom like half here, of his face free? And the whole like middle bit, surely that's where the... The torso bit. So, I mean... No, he's bulletproof bit. there. The, the stomach is it bit, sorry. What, here? Yeah, he's all bulletproof it, there. It's just the only no, bit that isn't bulletproof is his um, 
his mouth. His but like, mouth. why is his mouth left open? Because he's dead. He doesn't need to breathe. No, but he needs to talk. He needs to, he needs to say things like, um, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> And the other things he says, I can't remember what he said. I wish I'd written. Well, he's got his three. He's got his primary directives: uphold the law. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the other ones are. Protect the peace. Protect the peace, and yeah. uh, and then directive four: don't arrest senior <laughs> yeah. OCP members. Yeah. But the best thing is, I don't know, because we all watched it on Netflix. We weren't looking at a movie poster, but um, when you look at Google and see the poster, the tagline is "part man, part machine." All cop. <laughs> so ridiculous. So 80s. God, I love the eighties. But uh, there was only one. I, I don't think the writing in this particularly held up, but that that was fine. Um, but the there was one line that that got to me. I thought it was actually quite nice. It was uh, when Murphy's talking to his partner uh, Lewis, Lewis, and um, he's talking about his family, and he says, "I can feel them, but I can't remember them," which I thought was like a lovely way to describe this sort of and he he goes through a very horrible experience of mm. like revisiting his old house I mean it's horrific what they did to him like, yeah. oh it's really so awful so awful yeah it's so inhumane and when I was I remember watching this the first couple of times just like say the pre pre-teen pre-double digits um, and I didn't really understand what was going on with the family bit so now actually that's quite nice watching again understanding why he's going back there and like he's getting all these memories I was just like why aren't you shooting yeah people? Go why? back and blow someone's brains out, please. Why aren't things exploding like... Go back to the petrol station. You're like, Robocop, there's dicks out there yeah, exactly. that aren't being shot. <laughs> I don't, that's another thing. I didn't understand what he was really... I just thought he was saving that woman. I didn't understand that she was about... To, I didn't understand the concept of getting, like, potentially raped in an alleyway and stuff like that. So it's for these reasons, as well as the gore, that you, you should be older. Yeah, when for you, sure. When you watch these films. But I'm, I'm sure, I don't know, we're, what kind of films did you watch when you were too young? Can you remember anything, guys, when you... Oh, I watched loads of stuff I shouldn't have been watching. I can't think of any now. Um, and partic- also, like you, when I was babysitting my little sister, yeah. I was like left home alone and I just went wild with whatever I could get my hands on. But also books, like reading books, I really shouldn't have been re- reading. Particularly when I was in my dad's house, because my parents were divorced, my dad just would not have been supervising my reading material, <laughs> where my mother may have paid more attention to it. So yeah, there's always, and you just, had, it was so much more fun to watch stuff that you knew you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. And I had a really bad experience with my little sister where... um. So I'm presuming you showed this to your brothers, right? When you're baby. Yeah, yeah. So they're younger than me. Yeah, I was. Oh, I remember God. watching it. Um, what's the original? Uh, night, is, what's the original? Night, is of, the it, night of the Living Dead. Oh. And like, I watched it when I was like yeah. 10, 11, and I was like, it's not scary. Um. So then my little sister, we we had it on tape, and I said, oh, she can watch that. It's not scary. And my mom went, okay, just listen to me. And then my poor little sister Jackie had nightmares for weeks after it. Whereas to me already, it had just been, I was old enough that I was like, it's just shuffling. Just jaded. It wasn't scary, but yeah, I was jaded. But no, my sister, I completely traumatized <laughs> my sister. And I'm imagining we should go back to your siblings because they were probably traumatized by this <laughs> as young children on their summer holidays. I should I should say, by the way, I was a proper scaredy cat with films when I was a kid. So that's probably one of the reasons I don't like horror. But for me, I can't watch... Um, What's that rabbit film? Watership Down. The Watership oh. Down film yeah, well, no terrifying me. Sad, yeah, and awful. And um, even like Never Ending Story used to terrify me. But this didn't Never terrify me. story? Yeah, because there's that bit with a dog chasing him in, in the in the, in the the dark, goopy pit thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That scared the shit out of me. Maybe even but as this, a kid you knew this was completely farcical. Yeah, I think that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have looked like a video game almost yeah. to you as a well, kid. Yeah, well, that's it. I was like... The music is so good, isn't it? The theme. It's so good. Uh, what 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 do you guys watch? There was perhaps oh you um, said you watched Total yeah, Recall. Yeah, so Total Recall. Um, I mean Beverly Hills Cops. 
are not for kids, Lethal Weapon, mm. um, Aliens. Um, that's the biggest of those that you said is not for kids. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I mean, really scary. Pretty f- more for language more, I guess. Yeah. Um, but did you understand that you don't... The fly. I think when you were a kid, you just, you just absorb the swear words, but you don't really kind of take them in as like, you shouldn't, these are really bad. And when I watched, the, I watched, I went to watch The Favourite at the cinema and every time she said the C word, which is quite a lot in a 15 film, there's a lady two or three seats away from me going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't even register, they just, just doesn't even register in my, in my brain as like, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, especially if it's coming from the, a cinema screen. Yeah. But some people really do take against that and, I wouldn't show my kids Beverly Hills Cop. I think it's a generational thing as well with swear words. Yeah, I think I I just would watch pretty much anything. Well, that's what I mean now. But at nine years old, yeah, (laughs) nine years old, everything. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't really seem to be. well, if your dad and was he, getting Fangoria, he yeah. was probably well, I mean, pretty this clearly it. comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd answer the phone and it'd be there with like the bulging eyes and it'd be like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, I think the parents were perhaps more scared of showing sex and nudity on the screen. Well, my parents were at least. So when I yeah. remember watching Predator, one, they went to visit relatives or friends in oh, London. Oh, that sex scene in Predator is well, so beautiful. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> so we watched Predator one day and I was like, well, you got you got Terminator. So can we watch Terminator? He's got Arnold Schwarzenegger again. And they were like, no, no, you can't watch that. I was like, it's an 18, Terminator, Predator's an 18. And then I was like, they, they kind of relented. But when it got to the sex scene in Terminator, they sped past it. <laughs> But actually, that's a crucial to the plot. Well, well I, I, I didn't understand what was going on. They kind of kept looking over there. And then I was like, when I watched it again, like five years later, I was like, oh, okay. Dude. You get the whole story now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But and, is, and it was just like the shooting. And this is why sex education is important. Or else you'll never know why Terminator 2 exists. <laughs> it, it is interesting, though, that our, our parents and society in general is more comfortable with violence than sex. Well, you know, um, it's interesting because when we lived in Australia and I worked in TV over there, I did like classification training and they were talking to you how it works in different countries. Yeah. And in Australia, they're really, really easy going on swear words. So in Australia at PG, you can have shit. And they were saying that like every country's got like different standards. So Australia's really lenient. Because in Australia, you can have swear words on radio. Oh yeah, it's like so lenient. Like shit is not considered a swear word there. And um and it was really interesting. They're talking about kind of the different standards in different countries. And like they were talking about in America and they were saying like how America is really prudish on language and really prudish on sex, but like violence, like forget about it. You know, even like as an example of like JFK being shot and like how much that's been televised. And like you're talking about a real person's brains being blown out. But just in general, how weirdly stringent they are on language. Well, if you watch... Sex. And like um, they, but they like violence is incredible. And then in France, we watch examples of like, really explicit sexual things that would like barely have been a 15s in France but like would have been a hard 18s in Australia Whoa. or like an R rating so it's really interesting as we talk through like different cultural stuff but like yeah in America it's like and well in, in like it's it's clearly in the culture like there's guns in the culture people walk around carrying guns people shoot each other every day like it, it is part of their culture whereas in in England a gun is a truly shocking thing and I think that very obvious in films like this like there's so much gun violence in it and like the, the, we'd laugh about the tagline oh he, you know he's 100% cop but it's like to them it's like natural that a cop would have a gun and be that violent this movie celebrates gun violence oh yeah, yeah. totally I remember that I loved it when they got the big gun out and were blown up cars <laughs> yeah like, and we're so desensitised to this stuff but like imagine in real life seeing like actually seeing someone brandishing a gun which I've never seen but 
But in this, it's like completely normal that someone's walking around with yeah. at all times. It's oh. so weird. And so will we, does anyone have any more thoughts on Robocop or will we skip straight to the patented Flicks Watcher scoring system? I, I would like to mention the media stuff very briefly because sure. that's kind of an interesting um, uh, thread that runs throughout that really doesn't have a lot to do with the movie. It's you mean just, the guy going, I'll, I'd buy that for a dollar? Or do you mean... Oh, no, the actual news. But actually, okay, yeah. that, that guy... No, but that's another bit of satire as well, yeah. which is kind of... He's just trying to say that in the this dystopian future, like, like this, it's this just, like, horribly reduced sitcom, which is just, like, uh, old man and young women and then the same punchline over and over again. But the characters are deliberately, like, finding it to, to be the funniest thing they've ever seen, like, mm. in every situation. So I think that's Paul Verhoeven sort of just like going balls deep on this like dystopia uh, and then the media is just like filled with ad- the news has ads in it um the and i think there's a lot of that he does the same in starship troopers with yeah. the sort of he goes, yeah doubles down in starship troopers the, business, doesn't he yeah very much so um so i th- i always like when you get those elements with a paul verhoven movie um and and there's, there's always a black humor to to all of it as well um but at the same time, I've worked in the in the media and TV news, and it's like it's so funny when you see watch uh, TV news on in movies, and it's just like totally like, like, have you ever even watched the news? Like <laughs> this doesn't, doesn't this, 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 not how the news works. This, it doesn't look like the news now. It's, it's quite there's just, no stories, no. It's just headlines, and then they move on. Uh, and and then there's another there's like the reporter who uh, goes up to to interview people on the street. But he just walks up to someone, doesn't even ask him a question, and he turns around. I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> it's like there's little moments in this that just threw me. Um, but anyway, I'm getting really nitpicky. Sorry, actually, one one other thing that really bothered me. Um, the the very end of this movie, um, when the the head of uh, OCP, you know, the, the bad guy's been thrown Dick. out the window, Dick, yeah. um, turns to, he's been thrown out the window, and then he turns to, to, to Murphy and says... Good shooting, son. What's your name? As if, as, as if he's just this guy, the cop that he doesn't know. Is, is that he's a fucking head of a company who signed off on this project. Oh right. So who are you talking about? Because Dick was the guy that got he got killed. No, at the sorry, end. not Dick. The, the head of the company, the boss. Oh yeah, the, the old, proper old, old guy. Yeah, yeah, old old guy. Yeah. So so Robocop shoots Dick. He goes out the window in a terrible stop motion thing. Why did they do stop motion on that? Yeah, that's uh, odd. Because really they, bad. Death. When did when did Die Hard? There was Die Hard after this where they just went. Yeah, it was the year after. Yeah, just have a fall, guy falling on a trampoline. <laughs> like, come on! It was. It looked so bad because it's such a shame because the rest of the effects work was so good. But then he says that he says to Robocop like, "What's your name?" <laughs> to which he says Murphy, uh, and that's the great and that's the last line of the movie. And it's like, yeah, great. But hang on, it's like, wait, no, no. You're the head of this company. All the media has been talking about is RoboCop. There's only <laughs> you, one RoboCop. Have you, yeah, have you, have He's you, right there. Also, have you not seen? You commissioned, you signed off on this project. It's your company's most famous product. And then you're like, hey, great shooting. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me right I think it's best not to think too hard about this film. I have spent so much time thinking about this movie far too much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, as you know, on Flix Watcher, we have a patented scoring system um, which covers recommendability, repeat viewing, small screen score, engagement, and then that gives us an overall score that we combine across the four of us. So we're going to start with recommendability. We'll start with you, Kobe, because it was your choice. What are you going to give? I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to give four point five. Um, nice. That point five is for people who are um, legally not allowed to watch this film. <laughs> this for all the nine year olds. For, for myself in, in the past. Um, so, would you not recommend this to your nine year old self? I wouldn't because it's not appropriate. It's yeah. not age appropriate <laughs> in, in any form. Um, but I'm also very glad I did watch them because it didn't give me nightmares. I just, I was just like, wow, this is like the best film ever. Pow, pow, pow. Um, and then, but then it's like well, you couldn't escape then because if a film came out, then there's the te- then there's the game, and you're playing the game, and you're still shooting people. It just wasn't like as gory, so it's still the same story. Yeah, but four point five, point uh, five because yeah, don't show it to young. Kids. <laughs> All right. Helen, how many young kids have you shown this to? I haven't shown it to any. Um, <laughs> I I feel as though had I have seen it when I was nine, that I would probably have a, a bit more love for it. So you should have recommended it to nine-year-old me. It should have been should have in. known that Flixwatch is coming along. That was <laughs> it should have been in the, the repertoire of, um, of my teen, well, not even teen, pre- Pre double digit viewing, so um, I'm I'm going to give it a four. I think the the theme still hold up. I mean, don't watch this expecting it to be amazing because it, it's kind of it, it does show its age mm. a little bit, but it it's you know it's still I I, I did enjoy it. There's things that this, this film just carried the kind of momentum carries it I through. I could kind it? of forgive a lot of things yeah. for it, um, including. The, the slightly cheesy ending where some stuff lands on him, which I find a bit funny. Oh, when, they, when he's in that kind of yeah. pond, <laughs> when he's pulling himself out of the... Yeah, that that was... Um, yeah, I, I find some bits quite amusing, but no, four. All right, I'm going to give this a five because I think Whoa. everyone of all ages should <laughs> see Robocop <laughs> at some stage in their lives. Uh, but I think, for, I, think th- I, I find it hard, it's one of those movies that I find it hard to separate my, uh, you know, early memories of seeing this sure. as a teenager with. And uh, it's one of those ones that I just, will lo- as soon as you said Robocop, I just went, yes! It's like, I couldn't wait to watch Robocop. Um, and I think for like teenagers, it's, Bang on, it's so much fun. Um, love it. Absolutely recommend. Well, unlike you two, I also didn't see it as a child. I saw it in my 20s. I had seen it before, possibly when we were in university. Um, so I like it, but like for me, it's no Total Recall and it's no Terminator. It's kind of the movies I would put it so, next so to. Are those ones you saw when you were younger? No, it's all, oh, really? all of my 20s. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I gotta say, if you're on that point, like, it's not as good as Total That's what recall. I'm saying. If yeah. I was going to recommend a movie of this ilk, this wouldn't be it. Yep. Um, Albeit, I think it's an enjoyable movie, uh, and it does hold up. So I would give it a three. I think it's quite interesting that. Oh, uh, it's quite interesting. Kobe's yeah. lost the Excel. Oh, it's I've back. lost this back because <laughs> um, we had Midnight Run on on Flix Watcher, which I hadn't seen, even though it seems like an eighties kind of staple. But I hadn't seen it until like 39, 38, and for me, it didn't make sense. But I know if I had seen it when it first came out, I would have loved that film. And it's one of your favourites. Yeah, I, it's... 
recommended. Yeah, and highly. also like I watched the thing recently for the first time as well, and I thought that was largely nonsense. What? <laughs> it all depends what age. Like I'm convinced with Star Wars, which I didn't watch till I was in university, that if you watch Star Wars for the first time as an adult, mm. you don't really think that's very ridiculous. Much of it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just not like. Whereas if you watch it for the first time as a kid, you know it's tied up in you know a million different memories for you. Yeah, um, I, I agree. There's yeah. a, there's a lot to be said for it. Uh, uh, consuming culture and uh, pop culture in, in your formative years because it's like just becomes a part of your identity in a way yeah. and then you, it's impossible See, if I really hope Robocop didn't become a part of your identity no <laughs> yeah I, I identify myself uh, didn't he say come with me if you want to live on your first date so, <laughs> wasn't that how yes you are you have 20 seconds to comply <laughs> But yeah, no, for sure. This, I think, I mean, it's it's a good movie, but I think you two hold a softer spot for it because of when you watched it. I, I I concur with that. And next we have repeat viewing. Kobe, I'm going to go for a three. I, now I know it's on Netflix. I, it's kind of thing I definitely would like to watch again. You'll watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> not tomorrow. Um, not that frequently. Um, but it's good to know that it's it's in the realm now. Yeah. And I think the Perhaps one of the main reasons I haven't seen it since I was a kid is because I I didn't buy it on DVD, I didn't buy it on Blu-ray, and it probably just wasn't at the forefront of my mind to get it. But now it's on accessible. I would, yeah, probably put it put it on again. Helen, um, I go straight down the middle. Two point five. Um, yeah, I think it's no Total Recall, which I would watch tomorrow. Same if it was on, just because so I have good. I have that. See, I need to watch More. that again because I think I watched it at that kind of 13-ish age. Yeah. So good. It's, it's really good. And oh, so the Colin, Colin, the Colin one. So I have seen that one as well, which is just terrible. It's really well, it's like good. the remake of Robocop with Joel Kidman, which I said I kind of enjoyed, but it's like, it's so pointless. And so was so was the Total Recall yeah. remake. Like, they just add nothing to these movies. But they're both match- missing that Paul Verhoeven magic. magic. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but at it's At least like, Total Recall don't try to do some different stuff. The remake of this was essentially just a direct Total Recall benefits from having Philip K. Dick source material to be fair like Robocop What's his is, like there's yeah. nothing much more to it it's just like yeah he's a robot cop <laughs> <laughs> but like Total Recall's got some really interesting ideas as yeah. a basis to it and then you add all this like schlocky silly fun stuff on top And but yeah I agree yeah, it's I a better movie the, I think the problem with Total Recall the remake is that it just took itself so serious yeah. and it, yeah. everyone was just playing it so straight where this is completely different and another thing it did make me really 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 want to watch again was the um the judge dread quite recent the, the dread yeah mm. dread which oh the um is yeah, Carl Carl Urban Urban. One. that's yeah. a great movie so I'm, basically this movie just made you want to watch other movies <laughs> i think the the uh, writers actually based a lot of it on on judge dread they were big fans of based kind of the how he looked and everything on you That's can kind of feel that mouth. influence, can't you, yeah. a little bit? And, you know, that uh, the kind of I am the law kind of thing. Yeah. Of the law. Not that Uphold version. Uphold the law. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, put that on Netflix, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Sylvester Stallone one, no. though. <laughs> oh, um, I would rewatch Demolition Man a hundred times. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, in fact, I'm surprised um, that's not been on Netflix. When you're talking about movies that we've rewatched loads, I Demolition Man for me is absolutely that movie. I've seen it a thousand times. It's so good. So good. I was re uh, listening to earlier Flicks Watchers and you mentioned Demolition Man quite a lot as something <laughs> that you'd think if you recommended it to people now they'd be yeah, like they'd probably dude why, what's wrong with you why are you telling <laughs> it's so good. But, if you, but if you watch it as a kid you'd be like yeah. and you said to Demolition Man someone Actually, they'd be yeah, like yeah I watched like, that as a kid yes yeah it's probably why I love it so much 
I'd give this probably a two for repeat viewing. Uh, Dave, your repeat viewing score, you're missing yours. I would give it a five because I would watch it right now. Why, why don't we watch it? <laughs> Still press play. <laughs> It's because the TV's not on you. That's why we're not watching it. <laughs> All right. Sweet. And now we're on to small screen score. Um, this would be good in the Prince Charles, I think, with other people who loved it as a, as a as a as a kid or younger in the eighties, I should say. Um, but I think it still really worked well on the small screen. Um, so I'm going to go four point two. Mm, I think. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this a five. I mean, I never would have seen this at the cinema anyway because there would be no way that legally I would be allowed. <laughs> yeah. Unless you were like um, Vincent Adultman from Bojack Horseman where you're on the kid's shoulders and, <laughs> I love that. In, in, in a trench coat. So in, if I'd have seen it, I would have only seen it on a TV screen. And it's it's kind of watching it on a TV screen sort of has that, oh, got it on... VHS from the video shop around the corner. Should yeah. really be watching it? And also, I like that Netflix don't just have new films on. They do have all like these old films every now and again that pop up and you're like, oh, I've not seen that in ages. Let's mm. let's see if it's any good or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is better with a crowd, for sure, mm. but you don't have to be in a cinema. And it's not a cinematic movie. It's quite an ugly looking movie, really, actually. It's not particularly... Quite brutalist, in a way. But also, Stark. it's just like... It's, it's, not, yeah, it's not very consideration pretty. consideration for the set design, saying that it's set in the yeah. future, there isn't really much attention paid to making it look particularly futuristic. But that's... Do you think that's one of the reasons it still holds, holds up? Possibly. If, if they had flying cars, whatever they thought was going to happen in 2020, then... They spent all their budget on Ed 209. And... Yeah. <laughs> it is low, but I don't know what the budget was, but you can tell they had very little money and it all went into effects. I, with the with the set design and stuff and everything, I thought, why are the Because they've gang... only got like three sets. They've got the, like the... Boardroom. The boardroom. <laughs> and the toilets. The, and the toilets and, are very elaborate. that building. And then they've got the steel mill that they keep going back to. Yeah. And then they've got the police station. That bothered... Hang on. The, the steel mill really bothered me because... She okay. So when Lewis rescues uh, Murphy after he's been a fugitive, she takes him to the steel mill, which is the source the, the of place his where death. He, yeah, yeah. Why? Why would she bring him there? Because he's the a most traumatic car. place. <laughs> Holy, forgot the petrol station. Oh, and the petrol station. Yeah, yeah. No, big budget stuff. Oh, and there was a street where they exploded loads of cars. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. across the road. From the petrol <laughs> <laughs> um, I would it's give it four. Bad. I think four because it's fine on a small screen. Oh, David didn't say what your score was going to be. I'm going to give it a five because it's probably his best viewed on a small screen. <laughs> I'm Dave, sweeping the board here. Yeah, fives all around so far. Dave, I think you're probably giving two high scores to this movie. <laughs> hey, I'm is, scoring. Is you watched it last night on your own. I'm shooting from the hip, but I'm also like twirling my gun around. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> can, Daddy, can you do that? <laughs> can um, anyone name the name of that show? Oh, it's something like TJ Walker. TJ Laser. <laughs> Moving on from TJ Laser, engagement, Kobe. What's your engagement score? score? I yeah, look, four and a half again. I think I, I was really enjoying this rewatch, um, trying to see where the seams fell apart, and it didn't really in many it most for the most part it held up. So I, I really enjoyed it. Four point five, yeah. Wow, big score, mm. Ellen. A, a little bit lower. I'm going to go for a three on this one. It's a fair bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see where where this is. This this was going a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't think. It, it... Did you see? Did you foresee the the um, the toxic waste 
smashed up by a car. Yeah, exactly, because I'd seen it in Bangor oh, yeah, and okay. knew it knew it was going to happen. That's the best bit. It is. It's well, very incidental, that bit. It is. But it's just it's like, like, it's got nothing to do with anything. It's just like, oh, what if this happened? But it's still like indelibly printed on my memory, that one thing of like, A, him trying to... Wasn't that, wasn't that Ray Palmer? Wasn't that Palmer from um, Twin Peaks? Oh, um, walk- yeah, so Ray Wise, yeah. he was walking towards him yeah. and he's like, get away from me. But the the guy, the toxic guy yeah. is Paul McCrane who was in ER as Dr. Robert Romano. Oh, yeah. So he's, <laughs> I know him has that and he's been in other things as oh, well. Good. So. I'm glad that he's got more work out of it. And also yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Helen has rewatched all of ER twice. So she will know anyone who's been in ER, even if it's a cameo. Yeah. Um, Dave? Am I next? Engagement, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give it a five. Uh, I've read, <laughs> almost got a full Dave. sweep. I'm not... I, You've gone um, too far. It's not... Uh, like when you watched it last night, I not a bet you were movie. on your phone and doing other stuff. I may have written a couple of tweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it definitely dips at a few points. It's, you know, it's not far from a perfect movie. It's no total recall. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Four is really high. Three. That's really high. Um, yeah, but I was pretty engaged. I, I, had a, need, I had an absolute blast watching this. We need one more. Uh, Kathy, your score. Uh, I'll give it a three. Um, it's the kind of movie I'd like do the laundry while I'm watching. Fair it's a good enough. laundry movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's a good That's a good show. I remember watching uh, Die Hard 4.0 whilst doing my ironing one night. <laughs> one, one day, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> but then thinking about it, it's like, this is actually quite a shit film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not very good. Um, Total score of 3.875. Oh, nowhere near the top. No, but How I think... that's still pretty good. In the Flix Watcher. That'll be well, yeah, we half. Say, yeah, I mean, anything over three is generally quite good. That's a decent score. Right. Yeah. I think generally quite good is yeah. a nice description yeah. for Robocop. I mean, I was I was surprised. I thought it was going to be... You thought it was going to be terrible. I thought it was going to be a little bit painful, but I quite, in, I quite enjoyed it. All right, so as always, we asked you, our listeners to write us your reviews and score Robocop out of five. On Twitter, Top Film Tip wrote, Killed Cop Cyborg seeks bullet-bathed vengeance in penis-shooting, toxic-waste-mutilating, visceral-dystopian catharsis. Wow, that's just a beautiful review. The original (laughs) Judge Dredd movie. There you go, Helen. Uh, Verhoeven and Weller at their best, and uh, they've given it Five guns and five aubergine emojis out of ten total guns slash aubergines. That's amazing. So, so it's five out of five, but Top Film Tip likes to uh, get elaborate with the emojis. So I think, <laughs> I think that's, that's five <laughs> guns to the gentleman part. Yeah, yeah that's five brilliant. guns out of five people. I love what you've done there. Um, then we have What Were They Thinking podcast. Uh, they've given it four stars. Awesome action movie with some great societal critique and that trademark Verhoeven touch. And then Retro Rumble Blog, a defining film of the 80s and arguably Verhoeven's best. Ooh. Biting satire and extreme violence. What's not to love? Five, what is that? Police cars. Police, Police cars, car nice. Um, customers also watched, seen too many times to count, love it, own multiple DVD versions. Wow, and Blu-ray. Love it so much, I rented a private theatre to watch with friends for my husband's 40th birthday. Robocop is a perfect movie. Also anxiously waiting for the at Robocop doc. Yes. Oh, to be fair, that would be really funny to rent a theatre out like fun and yeah. watch that with a group of friends. I'd be into that. And mm. then um, Flix Watcher replied, but how many stars? And customers also watched 
five. I mean, I think you could have guessed that one. And finally, Dave, we have Danny. Uh, Danny gave it four stars because of this memory. And this is Danny speaking, not me. I lived down the street from a one-screen theatre when this came out. Walked over, alone, spent my allowance on a ticket and watched him get blown to bits in the opening moments and later on, the acid fat scene. Oh, small detail, I was seven years old. <laughs> That's two years younger than you, Kobe. It was. And it's only wow. because in the, obviously, it came out 1987 in America, which means like maybe 1988 in the UK and then like time to process on VHS. So back in the 80s when you had to wait for shit. Yeah. Uh, so no... you were lucky you weren't scarred at seven. Yeah. Wow. Um, how can you walk into a theatre when you're seven years old and buy a ticket for... Yeah, it's the 80s. You can do what you wanted. I assume this guy was in, a, in the States or not in the UK. Or maybe he did the classic move where you uh, buy a ticket for one movie and then you go into the... Uh, ah, movie. tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, for sure. One anyway, thanks everyone for all the reviews. For a friend. Yeah. Great response. Well, and thanks, Kobe and Helen, yeah. for coming thank on you. our podcast. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for hosting, guys. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for also being... The, f- you know, the, yeah, first, the first the first guest to come on without knowing what who we were or what we were doing so bringing on Manhattan and Ark um, and coming to a place in Camden where you didn't know what was going to happen to you yeah I remember we were on our it was way terrifying. it was years ago and we were like what is this where are we going and then we're like eh, we'll just go anyway it'd be fun and uh, it was really fun and we I I think we Dave picked Ark because it had just been released on Netflix and then I picked Manhattan because that film really is. it was just <laughs> on Netflix and I thought time. why not uh, not knowing that Helen is a massive um, Woody Allen buff and as soon as I realised that we were completely mortified because we weren't um, and we had really interesting conversations around Manhattan actually so I mean, people should go back and listen it was, it was an interesting one um, and Ark was just funny Ark was kind of in the Robocop thing I guess um, but yeah 100 Hang episodes on. guys <laughs> What about 200 episodes? Can, what are you going to do? Piece of shit. 200 episodes will hire out the top floor of Empire State. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. Um, I think you should hire at a movie theatre and we all watch Robocop. Yeah. We might. I love that. Yeah. Back to back. That sounds like Robocop and Ark. Oh my God. <laughs> we filled for Robocop, empty out for Ark. Where's the, where's the toilet? <laughs> so 200 episode, we'll be back in our living room. Yeah. recording I've invited us on as hosts um, I like it our glamorous living room yeah, yeah. and so everyone With should fountain. go where should everyone go to find you guys on social media so we are at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and at FlixWatcher generally elsewhere and where are you guys we we're are right here in our living room, living room. Yeah. we are at the Cinemile on anywhere you listen to podcasts and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook um, so come have a listen thank you so much yeah, for, thanks for, for guest hosting, hosting. Yeah. thanks guys it was Just a lot of fun yeah, good yeah bye Bye. Bye. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us your five-star review on iTunes and follow us at FlixWasherPod on Twitter. Thanks a lot to Brendan for your sublime editing skills. Uh, Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you also to the mighty people who kindly gave us the tunes that you can listen to, that you're listening to right now.